Hi, this is Jack Cush with Room Now. I'm here with my partner, Dr. Catherine Dow. We're both from Dallas, uh, Texas. We're both in practice. Usually we sit about uh, one arm's length from each other, but right now we're sitting about uh, 10 miles from each other because of the current circumstance. Good afternoon, Catherine. Hi, how are you, Jack? Good, good. So you did you coughing? have a busy, a busy morning uh, running your clinic from home? Uh, it's been crazy because I'm fielding uh, phone calls from the nurse. I'm fielding phone calls from my medical assistant. Um, I'm, you know, my in-basket is full. I have like a whole full schedule of patients who've been converted to telehealth, uh, telemedicine visits. And, you know, I've been trying to get my earphones working and finally have. So what about you? How have you been? Um, well, we're uh, doing the same, although it's in a more familiar environment. environment front of our uh, a few nurses and and a lot of uh, empty desks um, you know the interesting thing about uh, this conversion in the time of COVID has been um, to run our practice it seems like we have to be very multimedia we're getting uh, messages left and right group messages individual messages we got emails from and to each other as co-workers from and to our uh, leadership and who you know the, the administration who runs the clinic and then on top of that, we're dealing with patients. So I mean, you really have to be very facile um, in running both the phone, your cell phone, your email account, and any other messaging services you would have within your work. Um, are you seeing it any different? Yeah, I mean, it, this is where my mom skills come in because I'm used to multitasking. And I have a cell phone, an iPad, and I also have, here I'm gonna, show you my setup right here. This is my laptop. I've, obviously, I'm holding my cell phone. I have another laptop sitting right next to me that I haven't necessarily activated yet. My kids are on e-learning right now, so I'm getting, mom, mom, like, I can't work this. And, you know, I'm pulled in all different directions. And then my absentee husband right now is up at work like you would be. So having your kids saying, mom, mom, I can't work, is the same like sitting next to me, Catherine, what do I do? I don't know how to work this because uh, yeah. she helped me a lot on computer and, and Epic as well. So, so what do you think has been the main challenge in converting over to remote sort of um, interactions with our patients? Um, for me, the toughest thing is trying to keep in guidelines with our institution. And I think that, um, you know, they want us to do certain things like download the Blue Jeans app and then have the patients download their chart onto their phone plus the Blue Jeans app, but then the communication never gets quite through to the patient. So, you know, I, I finally just decided, you know, this is an interaction between me and the patient. Nobody else is involved. This is just me and the patient having a conversation as if they were in my office. The only difference is, you know, instead of me being able to touch them, they're showing me, you know, their joints by, they're showing me their joints by um, their, their phone, whether it's FaceTime, which we're now allowed to do under the telehealth laws. Um, they're also, you know, very descriptive in what they're saying. I'm having them um, tell me what their blood pressure is. They're able to check it at home. I'm having them pre-fill out their chart at home beforehand. And I ask them, you know, there's three things that I want to get out of this and I, I wanna hear your goals as well. I mean, the three things I wanna know is number one, how are you doing? 
Number two, do you need refills? And number three is when your last set of labs were, and you know, if they're on the medicines that need to be monitoring, I'm gonna go ahead and order their labs. Um, I tell them to stay home from physical therapy right now because you know, it's just one of those things to decrease exposure. What about you? Are you, what, are you instructing your patients differently or what, what are your goals for your visit? Well, we both have the same uh, directive in that, um, uh, that, well, first, that all patients are called ahead of time and told your usual visit's been changed to a remote visit. We will contact you by phone or by video, depending on your setup and how ready you are. And I agree, telephone might be the first thing to do until you figure out how to do televideo, telerheumatology. Um, but every visit begins with the same. We'd like to do a telephone or televideo visit do I have your consent? Um, and when the patient consents, then you can get into your visit. Is that how you're beginning? That is, that is. You have to verify their ID. That's really important. So you can verify their ID by date of birth, by their address. Um, some people even go as far as their social security number. Um, there was one patient, she was pretty hoarse, so I couldn't really understand her. And it could have been, I mean, she sounded like she was a man. <laughs> I really had to, Say, could you actually show me your like you know because we didn't have um, we didn't have like a video part portion of it so I asked her if if she could actually just give me something that she and I only knew about or joked about in the past. <laughs> right, that's like that's like uh, I want you to tell me what I'm thinking. You know, I, I don't you don't want to do that. So after you get consent, then you need to document, and that's what we're both we're both doing. Uh, and we're documenting within our EMR, um, and whether it's a telephone or televisit video, my goals are first to quickly ascertain whether the patient, what the patient status is. Are they okay with, the, and is it okay with me for them to do a remote televisit, or are they have, have things that they've said that make this an urgent visit, where they have to come into the clinic? Uh, and again, there might be circumstances where that's appropriate. And I, yes, I have the same thing. What refills do you need? What labs are we going to get? Uh, let's schedule when your next appointment is. And then I spend a lot of the visit, I try to get those as quickly as possible. I spend a lot of the visit asking them what questions do they have about their illness and the coronavirus specifically. And you know, we go over things like, um, you know, should I get tested? Can I go to work? Can I be around my family members? Um, uh, uh, how often do I, do I go to my other doctor appointments? I have a dentist and I have a hairdresser appointment, you know, to give them some advice on, on those things. And most of this is what's out there in the public domain as far as instructions, but they need it in the context of their illness. And then of course we have to strongly review the need for them to maintain their medicine. So, um, but I think That's answering correct. questions about, about COVID are really important. So how are you refilling your patient's meds? Well, we use the EMR. Um, and, and I think that uh, we're using it, they'll say, oh, so you're thinking about, do we just give them one month or two months or three months or whatever? I exactly. give them what I would normally do. Um, and I think, um, you know, realize that in, in these times, a lot of things are relaxed. HIP has been relaxed. Um, CMS rules on co-pays have been, been relaxed. CMS rules on tele, televisits have been relaxed. Um, the OIG, I put out a tweet today about the OIG, uh, also put out stuff about relaxing payments and, and especially for tele, uh, telehealth visits. So, you know, the question is, do you refill one month or three months? I'm doing this as I normally would. So I want them to, I'm gonna give most of my patients three months with one refill. 
Um, I'm either seeing patients back in general, most patients that are coming back in three months or six months. Um, and that applies to hydroxychloroquine, which you know is gonna be in short supply and is gonna be gone in a matter of days. So if they're asking hydroxychloroquine, I'm gonna give them three months. Now, someone could fault me and say that that's rude or crude or wrong in this time when hydroxychloroquine is gonna save everyone's life. It's not, there's no evidence that it works. And you should watch the video I just did with um, Lenny and Cassie Calabrese talking about how uh, hydroxychloroquine may be the solution, but it may not be. And we need data rather than anecdotes to know. And on the other hand, we have patients who we know are doing great with um, uh, the, those drugs and they need those drugs. So why should we stop, you know?